Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Tuesday, April 16. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I am Japheth de Oliveira and uh, excited for today, as always. Always. (laughs) Uh, Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this passage. Thank you for uh, another moment as we are in this this process of just remembering the the power and significance of Easter, the the significance of your sacrifice and the guarantee of salvation. Bless us today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. It is message day because it's Tuesday. Yeah. So I'm reading today from the message, the MSG, John chapter 20, verses 19 through 29, subheading to believe. Later on that day, the disciples had gathered together, but fearful of the Jews, had locked all the doors in the house. Jesus entered, stood among them, and said, Peace to you. Then he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples, seeing the master with their own eyes, were exuberant. Jesus repeated his greeting, Peace to you. Just as the Father sent me, I send you. Then he took a deep breath and breathed into them. Receive the Holy Spirit, he said. If you forgive someone's sins, they're gone for good. If you don't forgive sins, what are you going to do with them? But Thomas, sometimes called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples told him, We saw the Master. But he said, Unless I see the nail holes in his hands, put my finger in the nail holes, and stick my hand in his side, I won't believe it. Eight days later, his disciples were again in the room. This time Thomas was with them. Jesus came through the locked doors, stood among them, and said, Peace to you. Then he focused his attention on Thomas. Take your finger and examine my hands. Take your hand and stick it in my side. Don't be unbelieving. Believe. Thomas said, My master, my God. Jesus said, So, you believe because you've seen with your own eyes. Even better blessings are in store for those who believe without seeing. Hmm. Good. All right, here's our question today. It's um, a little bit longer, so I'll, I'll break it out. William Barclay writes, this sentence, verse 23, uh, and we should probably, well, it's a little bit longer here, but verse 23, does not mean that the power to forgive sins was ever entrusted to any individual or group. It means that the power to proclaim that forgiveness was so entrusted along with the power to warn that the forgiveness is not open to the impenitent. How can we proclaim and warn in our context? I actually don't, don't understand, understand what that on. means. All right, so I don't understand what what's he's happening trying to here. Say. Is that people have read this passage here? Uh, and they go. Then he took a deep breath, breathed into them. Yeah, the so if you forgive someone's sins, and they're I gone. guess that must be verse twenty-two right there. Mm-hmm. If you harder. don't forgive sins, what are you going to do with them? So this one, if you forgive, if you forgive someone's sins, they're good for. They're gone for good. They're gone for good, right? And if you don't forgive sins, what are you going to do with them? I think the other translation probably is even clearer from yesterday or tomorrow as well. But um, it says, "Receive the Holy Spirit as if you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven." That's from the NLT. Yeah. So what people have said is that uh, we oh, as that a result, if we don't we, forgive someone, they're not forgiven. Yeah, 
and that we were entrusted with the power to forgive. And the well, church it does has sound a, that way. It does sound that uh, that the entire rest of the Bible should be ignored, and this one verse then becomes like the kind of like you don't go to God, God doesn't forgive you, we as human beings forgive. But what does this mean it's not open to the impenitent? So what what uh, the context of this passage, uh, we believe, is teaching us is that uh, it starts off, in, and that's why verse 21 is pretty significant, that there's a, a message here, there's a purpose that you've been sent here, and Christ breathes the Holy Spirit in you, and what is it that you're supposed to do with this? You're supposed to deliver the news, the good news that, you need to be forgiven and you need to forgive each other and, and God was the one who's going to forgive you. And if you don't accept that gift, there is this. there are consequences. So that's the warning side of it. Mm. And what Sam's asking us is how do we say that to people today? Uh, how do we let people know that they can receive forgiveness and they need to be forgiven? And if they don't accept forgiveness from God, they will be given up eternity. Hmm. How do you say that? I mean, you well, could, I just said it. <laughs> but yeah, but how do you? Do how do, no, no. Um, but how do you, <laughs> you could focus on yourself. Yeah. And talking about how you have done this yourself in your life, and that way, that's less pointed than telling other people. Yeah, what I they think need that's actually do. really good. I think that telling other people what they need to do is the coward's way. Yeah. You know, yeah. quite frankly. So I and I just think it's not very effective. Nobody tends to like it it's just not yeah i think it's di- i mean it's, it's difficult right it's like uh it's it's not the coward's way though when it comes to education uh it's it's just uh it's the tone oh, of trust how me done, even right? as an educator how you correct people is important yes you can't just go and right. say hey you're an idiot you need right. to so that's what he's asking us, is that we actually have a responsibility to share it. How do we share it in a way well, that actually is good? Well, there's a different kind of contract involved in being an educator and being a student. A student understands that the teacher is their superior and realizes that what they're paying for and what they're enrolled for is to be corrected. Um, I don't necessarily understand, nor have I signed up for that privilege for every person at the church that I go to. So, I don't think that it's their responsibility, so nor have I signed up to be told. If we don't use education then. Yeah, let's, well, let's use, think let's of something use, else. Let's use... Um, the doctor, same deal. No, let's, no, because the doctor's the same deal. Let's yeah. use uh, life and humans and uh, the responsibility we have to each other. And again, and going up and correcting people like in life is also usually not... So what you're saying is that nobody, nobody can mentor anybody. Nobody can also be held accountable. It has to be nobody, consensual. I right. Think. So it would right. have to be somebody wanting that relationship with you, yeah. not just somebody that you walk up to and so decide I think to tell the, them I think the way that the key, it's going to be. Right. That it has to be. It has to be like a, there has to be an openness to it. Well, there has to be mutual respect. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're coming in like you are the one who knows and you're going to tell them, that's not mutual respect. And le- it's only for some people who actually have issues with that. Well, I mean, everybody kind of has issues with no, that. No, no, I don't think so. I think that there are people who actually, I mean, I... I who want down. to have somebody no. just come up and tell them that they're sinful and that well, they need to change. quite candidly, I mean, I've sat down with people who've just inspired my mind because they their wealth and knowledge that they have on a particular subject i sit at the table and i'm like i have no idea i'm like 
I'm nobody in this conversation. It's wonderful to listen. Oh, I, and yeah, learn. I've had so, that experience but too. But I don't but feel that I'm actually, because I'm listening to somebody who's teaching me great things just in a conversation and saying, you know, it's like moving the way I think about my world, that that's actually terrible. They don't have to respect me to say no, that. No, but that's, they don't you think it's different that. that it's content related? This is talking about sin. And the idea is that we're all so, equally sinful. So, so the issue really is if we're talking about chemistry, about there are people who can lecture you about that, yeah. and you'll defer to their knowledge. But when it comes to the issue of sin, that's when we get difficult because well, sin yeah. is actually about life and death, and we are comfortable to talk about any subject except for the life and death one. Well, it's not even that. It's that what the person who is an expert in chemistry has something that you don't have. They have expertise in that subject. A human being does not have expertise in how to be sinless. But so a human being, what right do they have to tell you how to well, be sinless? What if the person's that would be heard your the argument. gospel and somebody hasn't? Would mm. they actually have a responsibility? I don't know what I think about that. See, that's what I've I, heard I think. arguments about that, but I tend to... Just seeing how that works, it doesn't seem very effective to me. Well, I'm, I agree that there are methods that are not done well, and people haven't done well with that. But what I mean is, I've never seen anybody do it well who takes that stance that my job in life oh, yeah. is to tell people to repent. I've never seen an example. I guess John the Baptist well, was good at it, but I didn't see that, so I don't know. But I've never seen that's that. That's really well. That's that's really good. So hey, unfortunately, our time is up. So let me. It's a long question. So I'm gonna truncate it a little bit and just uh, summarize it here. But William Barclay basically writes this idea that he says, this is not about the power to forgive sins or, or not. It's actually about the entrusted responsibility to do so. So how can we proclaim and warn in our context? Uh, complicated, easy. Uh, think about that, look after each other, live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. If you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.